there. Welcome to the Female Empowerment Podcast. My name is Carly, and I'm a big believer in actively bringing about more goodness to our communities. It feels good to know that we're not alone and that someone else out there has experienced the same challenge we're facing now. Whether those challenges are related to business, motherhood, or general life as a woman, this podcast is a platform that I've created to allow women to share their inspirational stories and greatest business tips to help make your day just a little bit better and your life just a little bit easier. Keep listening to learn from our amazing guest of the day and be sure to share this episode with a friend. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Branding for Women podcast. Today we have Carissa Quaid from changerfinances.com and she's here to talk with us about managing your personal and business finances and give us some tips to help us be a little bit better in that area because this is something that everybody struggles with at some point in their lives and it's something that I personally get a lot of questions about from my clients and so I'm really excited to have her here with us. A little bit more about her, she's on a mission to help women experience peace of mind about money. After years of stress and worry, Carissa learned to manage money, eliminating her debt in less than two years, and saving nearly $80,000 to pay cash for her husband's college degree. Carissa has helped over 1,500 women create a better financial future. By implementing the simple process that Carissa teaches, they've paid off tens of thousands in debt, increased their savings, gained peace of mind, and built their confidence in handling money. So welcome. We're so happy to have you here, Carissa. Well, thank you, Carly. Thank you. I, or Carly, right? I, I'm messing up names too. Um, I'm so glad to be here and I am so happy to talk to you and your audience. I love talking about money. I love answering questions. I hope you guys have a lot of questions for me because I'm here to help serve you. Wonderful. I'm really excited to hear from you. Um, I was reading a little bit about your story before we started recording, and I would love to just hear from you how you got to where you are, how you ended up in the world of finance, and where your experience comes from. I would love to share that. Uh, It started at the grocery store. I was right next to the chocolate chips and the flour, and I'm struggling to hold back tears because I had just counted up my grocery cart and realized I was overspending again. Why couldn't I get it? I, I felt like such a failure. I, I didn't know how to handle money and money stressed me out. See, I was a new bride and my husband and I both brought debt into our marriage. I had my car loan. He had student loans and credit cards. But the burden fell upon me as the sole provider, putting him through school. And I just didn't know how to manage the money. And I felt like I should know because you're an adult, you're married and all the things. And I didn't. So I I really panicked every time money came up. But somewhere in the middle of all of that, I had a small dream to see my husband graduate completely debt free. I had no idea how we were going to do this because my income was super tight. Uh, It was irregular. We had all that debt. And then I had to figure out how to pay for school with cash so we didn't incur any more debt. I didn't want to be like so many of my friends where they graduated and they were dragging the student loan payment, massive payments for years and years and years. So I stumbled along the best I could for the next couple of years, just trying to make things meet, make ends meet and manage it. And then I looked up one day and I realized 
if we could come up with a couple hundred dollars, we would be debt free by the end of the day. So I called my husband in. It was his student loan, and I made him hit the submit payment button. And what I didn't realize is that those numbers dropped to zero, that that would be a defining moment in my entire life. Still, I hated money at this point, even though we were debt free. But immediately, there's such peace of mind as I went into a slow work period just because we didn't have those payments. Nothing else about our life had changed, but we didn't have those payments anymore. And so that really made me dive deep into figuring out how to handle money wisely. I turned to the Bible, which is how I run my life anyways, decided to look for money advice there. And as I was applying these tips, I really saw them working for me. And I saw the confidence or instead of fear, I now had confidence with handling money. And over the next couple of years, I ended up saving $79,775 to pay cash for the rest of my husband's education. Wow. So friends and family were asking me like, Carissa, how are you doing this? You paid off the debt. Uh, you're saving all this money for school. And I shared these tips with them that I was learning and they were working for them too. And so it was at that point, I decided to dedicate my life to helping other women who are where I was, scared and stressed out and struggling with money, and help them have confidence and peace of mind about money. That's incredible. And I'm so glad that you took your knowledge to help other people because me and my social circles were kind of in that same situation where we're getting married, we're having babies, we're graduating from college if we haven't already, and we have student loans. <laughs> in this phase of life is when you really start to incur a lot of debt because you buy a house, you buy a car, you buy things for your baby, you need to buy food, you need to pay off your college education that you worked so hard to get. And it all can feel very overwhelming. And then if you're also in the same realm as a lot of my listeners, then you're starting a business. You're maybe taking out business loans and, you know, just trying to figure out cash flow to make that dream come true. And money is just everything. <laughs> it's tied to everything. <laughs> money does affect every single area of your life and every relationship that you have too is impacted by how you feel about money. So I totally agree with you. But I also want to say, even though that's the norm, to have all that debt, to go into all that debt, to uh, you, not, you don't have to do that. There's a different way. There's easier ways to manage it. And does it involve not looking like everybody else for a little bit? Yes. But I found it's just so freeing to have zero payments and to have a plan to put money into savings and to really just have a simple plan for your money. Because what I found is a lot of times we try and do all these things. And as women, especially, we weren't taught well on how to manage our finances. That's really very true. Very true. I feel like that's something that I wish was taught a little bit better in school as part of like your required core education going through school. It's a little bit more about finances. And I feel like they do touch on it somewhat, but sometimes it's an elective, like you don't have to take a financial course and sometimes you do. So it's very kind of all over the place. And 
yeah. And then especially as women, like it's not always something that's on your minds, especially if you are hoping for a more traditional household in the future. If you are planning on your husband or your partner to bring in most of the income, like you just don't prepare for that as well growing up through life. And then you have to learn about it all at once. (laughs) Well, and you know what's so sad is I have several friends that are, you know, 15, 20, even older, years older than I am, and they lost their spouse unexpectedly. And then they're just thrown for a complete loop because they have zero idea on how to manage their finances. And seeing it from that perspective, that's a lot of stress that you don't, I mean, when you're grieving your life partner and your whole life has changed, like now you have to worry about money for the first time. And so I want to equip women (laughs) before that point, because hopefully, you know, hopefully we won't have to go through it, but statistically we probably will. But I want to equip you to handle the finances well now, because here's the thing, as women, you guys have so much influence on buying. I think women are the highest buyers uh, in the in the whole market, you know, we make most of our buying decisions and we decide where the money's going. But when you manage your finances as a woman, it changes you. You're not scared and stressed out and worried all the time. And you can handle money with confidence, but then it changes how you relate to your family. Because when mom's not stressed about money, everybody is happier. Or, you know, when the wife isn't stressed about money, everybody is happier. And then you also have women, when they get control of their finances, it does impact their family. But there's also studies that show that women will give more to their community. They will help other people. And so when a woman gets control of her finances, it raises her whole family and her whole community. And that's what I want to empower you guys to do because it really doesn't have to be that stressful and complicated. I'm so excited to hear about it. Um, Before we get into some of your insights, I would love to talk about some of the the common beliefs that stop you from getting control of your finances. Maybe if we can tackle some of those, that will help some of our listeners be able to identify where the problem might be starting from, and then they'll be able to have a better idea of where they can go to resolve it. Absolutely. Tell me the first one. Um, I actually wanted to hear from you, but I know some common beliefs that at least exist in some of my personal life and social circles would just be like, just feeling like there isn't enough money to go around. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big one. I get the comment all the time. There's not enough money to budget, to pay off debt, to save. There's not enough money to buy the things that I need. There's not enough money to make ends meet. All kinds of variations about it. Here's what I know to be true. Most of us actually have more money than we think we do. We just have no idea where it's going. And when money's coming in and going out and you just have no idea, you're constantly feeling there's not enough. And you're constantly feeling the need to say no to your family because you don't know how much money you have if you can actually pay the bills. And what I like to do is have an intentional plan for my money. 
and I'll go into this a little bit more, but when you have an intentional plan for your money and you're telling your money where to go, one, you can see where it's going. So if there's a problem area immediately, like, oh my goodness, I'm spending that much on eating out, then we can address that area. I mean, how many times have we, and I'm, I'm totally guilty of this too. You know, at the beginning of the month, you're like, I have, I could pay down debt. I could have this, you know, let's say $500 to put down debt or put into savings. And you, on paper, it looks like that. But then you get to the last week of the month and you don't even have enough money for groceries and much less that $500. Like, where did it go? So when you're intentional with your money, you're telling your money where to go, you actually are in charge. So that gets rid of the feeling of the uncertainty, the out of control. That's another thing that I hear is money's always out of control. But when you actually have a plan, it puts you in control. And so another thing that comes up is uh, a budget is going to make me have to say no all the time to my family because of the big bad budget, right? Yeah. Uh, I can't go out with my friends. I can't go out to eat. Okay, let's let's look at this again. When you're in charge of your money, when you've laid out an intentional plan for where it's to go, you get to decide. So I don't like eating out because I like to cook. But if eating out is your thing, which I know it is for so many people, that's fine. You just put what I want you to do is in your budget, I want you to put a specific amount that's reasonable for the whole picture. And then you spend that money and you enjoy it because you planned for it. Uh, if it's out of control, I mean, obviously I have ways to cut it down without feeling deprived, but having that where you decide what's important for you and your family and being able to spend money there. And like I said, I don't spend money on eating out because I, it's not important to us. I don't care, but I do spend money on other things that may not be important to you. Awesome. The thoughts that I had while you were talking was, it kind of sounds a little bit like changing your mindset to this isn't a budget's not going to force me to say no to a bunch of things, but it's me being able to say yes to the opportunities that I want and how I want them to unfold. So I'm saying, yes, we'll eat out every other week instead of every week, or yes, we're going to eat out this month and then we're going to spend money to get this other thing that we wanted so it's yes to that opportunity mm -hmm. because we're planning better with mm -hmm. how we're eating out and other parts of our budget. So maybe having a more positive mindset. <laughs> well, having a more positive mindset, but I mean, just even the sense of having control with your finances, because not having control and not having any idea where your money is going causes so much stress. Mm -hmm. And so Yes, it's changing it to be a more positive mindset, but you're also getting the power back to that you don't have to just react to whatever happens or whatever fire comes up, but you're intentionally making a plan to go where you want to go with your life. Because I know all of us, we all have these big dreams, right? We want to have the house, we want to do the beach vacation, whatever it is, we have all these things that we want to do. And when you're intentional about it, when you've taken that power back and you're telling your money where to go, you can do all those things. Um, earlier at the beginning of our interview, you said something about we are in a space where there are a lot of things that feel like the norm and that we have to be living a certain way, that we have to present ourselves a certain way. 
Um, and I'd like to touch on that a little bit because especially now with like Instagram and social media, you want to have like the cute, perfect house where you can just take a selfie and post it and like it looks effortless and everything is clean and super modern or, you know, styled perfectly. <laughs> but we don't always have opportunity like that. Like we're renting homes that maybe aren't super cute. Like we're still in that phase of life where we want it. But do you have any insight on like touching on the realistic side of that and how maybe we can eventually get to that point? (laughs) Absolutely. One of the biggest things I learned when it was after we had paid off our debt and I was working really, really hard to put, I mean, every single cent we went, we had extra went to school. And so we were renting a pretty cheap apartment in kind of a ghetto-y neighborhood. You know, all our friends had bought houses and buying cars and, you know, nice vacations. And at first, I felt really bad uh, that we couldn't do all those things and we couldn't do it. But what I realized is two things. First, I had to realize that what is shown on Instagram or Facebook may not be reality. Because I guarantee you there are more of your friends on your social feed that have huge amounts of student loans, credit card debts, they have car loans, they have a massive mortgage, and there's a lot of stress and fighting about money, even if it looks perfect. The second thing I learned is everyone's finance journey is personal. Personal finance for a reason, right? And so Even if you and I, we have the same income, we have the same bills, and on paper, it looks like we're in the same situation. We each have different factors in our lives, uh, different stressors in our lives, different obligations, different things that we want to do. And so to just look at, you know, my numbers versus your numbers, that's not what you should look at. You should say, you know what, my family, is important. And I want my family to thrive. I want my family to do whatever you guys want to do. Again, it's so personal. And you have to kind of put blinders on to say, I don't care what they're doing. Because when I do that, let's say I go on all the fancy vacations and whatever, and I come home, and the credit card bills follow me home. That's not a that's not a fun vacation. That's a stressful vacation because I'm worried about money the entire time. Then I come home and I'm still having to pay for it. And so you have to come to the point where like my family is important. And so I need to do what's best for my family, regardless of what anybody else is doing or telling you what you should do with your money from the outside. Thank you so much for that. I think that's something that I needed to hear. (laughs) And it's something that I know lots of women around me are battling the online world and mm-hmm. you know just feeling like you have to present a certain way and do things a certain way but when it really comes down to it it's your personal needs your family's needs and what you need to do to be happy mm-hmm. without worrying about pleasing other people <laughs> and can i just say this i i've been married 12 years And we're still renting. It took us a long time to get through school. 
So we're out of the apartment now. We're in a cute little rental house. But I just bought a car last summer, and I was so excited I paid cash for it, but that's besides the point. But I bought a $4,000 Toyota Camry that was 15 years old and had 145,000 miles on it. Mechanically, it still runs well. It's in great condition, looks nice. But here's the thing. You don't have to go and buy that huge thing. Having a cheaper car that we paid for in cash, so no car payments, having rental, you know, I'm still in a rental situation. Having money in the bank, but not having any debt. See, I would rather be in that situation, even though other people may look at us and think, what's wrong with them? Are they not? Well, most of the time they're not thinking that because they're too worried about themselves. The second <laughs> thing, if they are thinking like, what's wrong with them? Like, how are they? They don't have all the money stressors that we have. They don't have the where our money is going. But I'd rather just live simpler and have peace of mind. Because that's what I keep coming back to with having paid off the debt, having a plan to put money into savings. I can sleep at night. I don't have the nicest car, you know, and it's not brand new. But that's okay. It gets me from A to B. It has air conditioning and all the things, you know. But I can sleep at night because I'm not being stretched too thin. I'm not having to pay this bill and then another bill comes up and I'm trying to figure out how to pay that bill and like that constant stress. And so that is more important to me than having the Instagram reel. Amen to all of that. It's just, that makes sense. You know, everyone, I loved how you said that they're probably, other people probably aren't worrying about your situation or wondering why you don't have the newest model car or like a brand new house or, you know, the nicest clothes, like branding things. Cause they're too worried about their own situation, trying to present themselves a certain way and the financial burdens that come along with that. So mm -hmm. they actually may even envy you. I feel like I've been in that position before in another situation where it's like, I've been working really hard. I'm really concerned about my personal appearance and then somebody else I was like oh they just don't even have to worry about like they don't have to worry about that they have peace of mind and I'm actually more jealous of that than I am about what I was worried about before so <laughs> that was really vague and kind of complicated but um, no and, and that makes sense I think a lot of us when you are at a position where you're like I'm handling my money confidently and I have peace of mind, you know, I've paid off debt or I'm on track to pay off debt or I'm building savings. Like other people in your circle, they may not, you may not ever talk about money. It may not come up. I mean, it still feels taboo, right? Mm -hmm. But other people will notice that you're not, oh, you know, had this big car repair, but we were able to take care of it. Like, people can pick up that you're not like freaking out about that car repair. And they're like, what is she doing? Because I just had a car repair and I'm still freaking out about it. You know what I mean? They may not say that, but they will pick up on that. Your whole peace of mind and your confidence on handling money and handling the situations that happen to all of us. Definitely. Plus it opens you up to be able to help others in, other ways as well, just in general, like you were saying before, it helps you uplift your community, just not to be 
not to be laying awake at night wondering what's going to happen next month and like how you're going to pay for everything. Mm -hmm. But then you can focus on other things like other people, Mm -hmm. raising your family well, things like that. I would love to hear a few tips that you have to help us gain more control over our finances. I will be glad to share them. I have three ways that I have found that really help transform money fear into confidence. Uh, So the first one is the power of an intentional plan, which is also known as a budget, right? Right. People don't like the word budget, but, and I didn't either. (laughs) I used to think budgeting was taking my receipts and throwing them on my desk until it was this huge giant pile spilling over to the floor. And then I'd have to spend all day Saturday staring at these crumpled white faded receipts, trying to figure out where my money had gone in who knows how many months. Tears. My husband would totally stay away. Like it was awful. Let me tell you something. This is not budgeting. I love that. That sounds a lot more approachable, more more Mm -hmm. comfortable. Well, and I, I do have a gift. So what I'm going to go through right now, don't worry about taking notes because I do have a worksheet for you. It's at changeyourfinances.com slash branding for women. And that's all together, branding for women. So don't worry about taking notes right now. But the intentional budget that I have found, I love using a prioritized budget where I list all of my expenses. I have my income, subtracting my expenses, and the goal is to have a zero balance so that all of my money coming in is accounted for, even if it's going towards extra unpaid down debt or going towards savings. It's all accounted for. But when I figured out to move four things up to the top of my budget, ton of money stress melted off. Those four things are food, lights and water, housing, and transportation. When I moved these four things up to the top of my budget, my family's needs were taken care of. No longer did I have to wait, get to the end of the month and realize I had no more money for groceries. I'm not sure how we're going to pay the rent or the mortgage. My family's needs are taken care of. And when your family's needs are taken care of, you can breathe. You have the clarity of mind to be able to, if you're in debt, to tackle that and pay it off. If you're trying to build up savings, to pay up, build up savings as fast as you can. Or to do all, who knows, a number of other different things that you want to do. And it makes such a complete difference when you have those four things up at the top. The next thing I do is every single other expense, and I'm using expense as your monthly bills, as your uh, any debt payments, anything that you want to go into savings. So anything on there has to go onto this list. And I ask myself one question. If I have money for one more thing after these four essentials, what goes next? And you keep doing that all the way down until you have everything in order of priority. Uh, Not only is that helpful to know where your money is going, but if something comes up, if you have a surprise expense come up and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for that. What I love about the prioritized budget is I can work my way back up. So let's use clothes. I love clothes. I have a ton of clothes. And so clothing has always been on the bottom of my budget. 
if something comes up, I put that money on hold for this month and I use that money towards that expense. And I keep working my way up as far as I need to. Just You're just putting things on hold just for this month. It's not saying you're never going to go clothes shopping again. It's just for this month. And then you can pay for it. So that's number one is having an intentional plan for your money. Uh, the second tip is money doesn't have to be stressful or complicated. Now, we, I, we've touched on this a little bit before. Money stress comes from I have no idea where my money's going. I feel like there's not enough. I have no idea what to do, how to manage it. Uh, also, not having the progress that you want on paying down the debt or saving money. And what I've learned is you don't have to have arrived at a certain place with your money all in order and everything paid off to be able to budget and to do this well. Uh, it, it really takes small steps that you can do today, small changes that you can do today that will change not only today, but also your future. So one example I always give is I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. And if I were to get on a plane and travel to Chicago, but the pilot makes one small change in course, I'm going to end up in Atlanta. Same thing with your money. So even if you don't know where, how to do it, if you don't know what to do, like these are small things that you can change today. And I like to just change one thing at a time and then another thing and then another thing. But each thing you change will have an impact both today and tomorrow. So that's number two is money doesn't have to be stressful or complicated. The third thing is that I've learned is God has given each of us a gift and he wants us to use it. He's given each of us a dream in our heart. Now, we may have not paid attention to it and it may be buried, but you have a unique set of gifts and abilities that God wants you to share with the world. Now, one thing is he's given you a family. Whatever size, you know, however many there are, but the gift of being able to take care of your family's needs and provide for your family is so honorable. So that's the first place you need to start is like, again, my family's needs are important. I'm not going to put my family at another example. Like I used to overspend at Christmas. And then in January, February, I'm having to play catch up. Uh, the things that I really need to do for my family have to get put on hold, total stress. When I came to the point, and I'm just using Christmas as an example, but really this is everything. When I came to the point of saying, okay, I'm only going to spend this much on Christmas, then I can get to January and I can pay for all of my family's needs and we can continue to make progress on whatever money goal we're working on. And that has to be first. My family's needs need to be first. The third thing is, when you are struggling with money and you're wondering where it's going and you're not sure you have enough and you're so worried and stressed out about it, you have zero room to be able to share that gift that's inside of you with those around you. When your family's needs are taken care of, when you're handling money confidently, and when it's simple, you have the mental ability, the emotional ability to be able to use your gift. And I'm not necessarily saying you have to go out and give all your money to charitable causes. That's part of it. 
but you also have the have other gifts. You know, I have a gift of helping women with their finances, but anything that you have that you can share with others, you can when you're no longer stressed out about money. So those are the three things that I have found really help move from money fear into confidence and peace of mind with my finances. Those are some awesome tips. Thank you so much for sharing those. And it's something that there are a few things that I can improve on there. And I'm really, really excited to try those. One question that I've had throughout our whole conversation so far that I've just been in the back of my mind is thinking about some of my friends, some of my family members, whatever, and thinking about us as women with the background that we have with finances, like we talked about before, um, as we are learning how to implement the tips that you gave us and have more control over how we spend our money. How can we best talk about making these changes with our spouses or partners? Because I feel like there is definitely going to be, that's kind of the next hard thing. The hard thing, Mm -hmm. the first hard thing is knowing you need to make a change, finding the way to make the change. And then there's including your family, including your spouse and talking about it with them. Do you have any tips or insights for how to carry out these conversations? Yes. Uh, A lot of times, not, not every single time, but a lot of times we as women were like, I'm stressed out. This money thing is kind of crazy and I want a better future for our family. And so we're the ones who really start looking at it or we're the ones handling finances too. Cause I also see a lot of women who have been the ones handling the finances. And if you are the one doing it, which I'm talking to you guys as you are, if you're the one who's like, okay, we need to change our finances. Don't just come up to your husband and be like, honey, okay, you, you're not eating out anymore. Um, you can't do this anymore. We're on a budget. Let's, let's do a different approach. What I have found works really well is a lot of times if you start talking about, you know, hey, honey, if we had no debt, if we had no payments, like how would we live? What would we do? Would we travel? Like where would you want to go? what about that house that we've always wanted? Like, where would you, would you want to buy a new one? Would you want to build it? And you start dreaming together and you ask each other questions and you have all of this dialogue and it's not one conversation. It's over time. And then when you're ready to, you know, when you have that common ground and you can say, okay, you know, we're both on board. We want to buy this house, right? You know, our dream home and uh, whatever it looks like. And we want to have that, have that big yard for the kids to play around. And here's, I've been kind of looking into this and here's what I think we can do. If we can pay off our debt, uh, and if, and I have a plan for it, you know, I want you to look at it. And if we can pay off our debt in this many years, then we can save up this money to buy this house. And so you kind of start talking to them like that. And again, uh, you have to realize If you're the one handling your finances, a lot of men don't have, if they've been like, here, honey, just take it, you know, whatever, you're you're paying the bills and all the things. A lot of times men in that category don't have a huge capacity to talk in depth about money at one time. You've been working on it. You've been maybe talking to your girlfriends. Maybe you're coming over and talking with me or, you know, my community that I have. 
but and so you're more comfortable with it but you have to get like sound bites for like small little you know small little things if we're ready to work on our finances you know talk about the why okay and then if you're the one doing the numbers what i do like a lot of us are the ones who set up the budget for the month and this happens at my house i set up the budget i make sure everything's been paid i just look at the next month and see what's going on and then i say okay honey Let's sit down for 15 minutes, bribe them with a cookie if you need to, <laughs> you know, make sure you have ground rules. Like this is just calm. We're not going to argue and show them the numbers because a lot of men like to see the numbers, you know, oh, that's where our money's going. And then you ask them for feedback. Okay. This is what I thought we could do for a budget for next month. Do you have any thoughts on it? Do you, is there, do we need more money in the car repairs? Cause you know, car repairs are coming up. Is this enough money for whatever and you kind of go back and forth on it and then get his feedback and his buy-in and then maybe you're executing the actual numbers and the actual work but if you're on a track to save or to put money towards savings or to pay off debt you have a goal you're working on you know show him the progress every single month so he can get excited about it another thing that helps is having uh spending money, fun money, blow money, whatever you want to call it for him and her, we each get an amount. Um, maybe you have some for the whole family that you can go do fun things. And then I say, okay, honey, that's your money. I don't need to know, like, I don't need to track it. I don't need to, you know, it's, he can do whatever he wants and spend whatever he wants on it. And we agree on the amount. So those are things that have helped uh, there. But again, it's, Small conversations at the beginning, keeping it positive, but really looking at why we're doing this, what we want to do, you know, in, in the future, if we didn't have this money stress. And as you keep doing that, as you show him the progress, he will come on board with that. That's some really, really good advice. Thank you. Um, and I would imagine that a lot of this would pertain to the situation if it were reversed where maybe your spouse is um in control or like has more say about the money they've been managing it more um but to go to them and have small conversations showing that you want to be involved and that you're mm -hmm. interested and then you can plan together just like you were talking about having a little sit down and talking about where you want to put in certain things and just like have like a check-in meeting Mm -hmm. And if you haven't been handling the money, but you want to be a part of it, you know, I would just talk to them and say, hey, you do such a great job at handling the money. I just would feel more comfortable knowing where it's going and having a say in that. You can even bring up the example, you know, so many women get widowed, you know, their husbands pass away before them and they have no idea what to do about money and it's totally stressful for them. And so I've seen such and such, you know, she's gone through that and that really got me thinking, like, I really don't have any idea on the money and not that I want to take it over because you're doing a great job, but could you just include me in and could we make these decisions together and, you know, have that budget meeting in reverse? That's a really, really good way to introduce that idea. Thank you. Where can our listeners go to learn more about you? And I'll put the link to the gift that you're giving us in the show notes as well so they can find 
the guide for those three steps. I'm really excited about that. And thank you so much for that, by the way. Um, You're welcome. Where else can they go to learn from you? I'm at changeyourfinances.com and change your finances on Instagram and on Facebook. You can email me uh, or send me a DM. I love responding to the women that are following me so I can help them. And I'm very available on that. Uh, so come on, say hi. Don't, don't hesitate to reach out to me. But I also have a really great Facebook community on my Facebook page. And those women are just so helpful and encouraging. And I get comments all the time saying, this is such an encouraging page. You know, I feel safe here. And so come over to Facebook, hang out with us. And, you know, that's where you can find me. I'm at Change Your Finances pretty much everywhere. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for sitting down and chatting with us today about some of these issues that everybody's going to face at some point in their lives. I found it very insightful and I'm sure I'm not the only one. So thank you again so much. Can I share just one more thing? Of course. So one of the proudest moments of my entire life is sitting there in the stands, the air horns are blowing. I'm watching my husband walk across that stage in his cap and gown, completely debt free. I was so proud of him for finishing school and, and proud of us because we had been able to pay off all our debt. We had saved up all that money and paid cash for his school. And along the way, God really helped me to transform my money fear into confidence and peace of mind. And I want to just leave you with one thing. I'm not someone super special. Anyone can do this. And all it takes is simple, small changes that you can make. I'm happy to guide you. But you can change your finances right now. And you can also have a better financial future for your family. Anyone can do it. and you you matter and your family matters. And so I just want to just kind of challenge you, leave you guys with a challenge to even if you're scared of money, and I totally understand, I totally have been there, have a bigger fear. The fear of being stuck and still stressed out, still scared, still overwhelmed with money, still dealing with mountains of debt that seem like they'll never be paid off and still be dealing with no savings. Have that fear be bigger than your fear of money and do what you need to do to learn about it because money management is a skill that any of us can learn. None of us were born with, but we can all learn and we can improve on. And if you need help on it, I am here to help you. I want to see you guys handle money confidently and have peace of mind. Thank you. So inspiring and empowering. I love how you're just helping women, providing all of these resources. I feel like you are the definition of empowered women, empower other women. Well, thank (laughs) you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Female Empowerment Podcast. I truly appreciate you being here, and I would love it if you shared this amazing episode with a friend. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me at brandingforwomen.com or send me a message on Instagram. My handle is at brandingforwomen. See you next time.